The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Welcome to another program with Truths to Live By, a ministry of Harriman Baptist Tabernacle in Harriman, Tennessee. You're listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. I pray we would be a blessing to you today. With our Bibles open again to 1 Corinthians 14, we'll begin our reading with verse number 33 after a word of prayer. Father, I come now in Jesus' name. I pray for your touch and your help to preach this message. May we edify the saints and notify some poor sinner today and glorify your name as we seek to magnify the scriptures and give them the prominent place in our lives, giving you authority and glory as Lord of all and Lord in all things. I ask my prayer now in Jesus' name and for his sake, amen and amen. 1 Corinthians 14, we pick up in verse 33, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. And so we're looking now at that passage in 1 Corinthians 14, verses 26 through 40. And here is the saints' experience at the church or in the assembly of the saints. We stated that there should be a discernible order in verse 26. How is it then, brethren, when you come together, every one of you hath a psalm, hath a doctrine, hath a tongue, hath a revelation, hath an interpretation, let all things be done unto edifying. Not everyone can speak at the same time. That's chaos. But then a designated order where Paul begins to lay down rules for those who would speak in tongues, and then for those who would prophesy or speak forth truth. And the crowning word of that is verse 33, God is not the author of confusion. Now today, we look at a devoted order in the service. Verses 34 through 38. First, a word for the women. Look to verse 34. 
Let your women keep silence in the churches, for it is not permitted unto them to speak, but they are commanded to be under obedience as also saith the law. And if they will learn anything, let them ask their husbands at home, for it is a shame for women to speak in the church. Now, let it be remembered, this is in the context of speaking in tongues and of prophesying. So we do not believe that you can take this passage and say it is wrong for a woman to testify or sing within the church. But we know from comparing with other scriptures that it is wrong for a woman to usurp authority by any means over the man in the church. There is a word for the woman concerning silence, concerning submission, and concerning shame. And let me just go on. He says, keep silence. They were not permitted to speak in tongues. It's not permitted for them to speak. They should be submitted. They're commanded to be under obedience. The law says so. But then there's shame. It is shame for a woman to speak in the church when they have a husband at home and they are to ask of him. And so the woman's proper place, her proper station in life is one of humility and chaste conversation in public. She is permitted and should be encouraged to openly communicate with her husband in both spiritual and personal matters. But as we studied back in chapter 11, God's order in creation, God and Christ and the man and the woman, the man is head of the woman and she should be in submission to her spiritual head, even her husband. But then a word for the willful, as we think of a devoted order, that is taking into account the order of God as he has established it in the ordinance of headship. The word then for the willful, verse 36, what? Came the word of God out from you, or came it unto you only? If any man think himself to be a prophet, or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things that are right unto you are the commandments of the Lord. But if any man be ignorant, let him be ignorant. So as one reads verse 36, it seems to indicate that some would not receive the words of Paul as being authoritative. They would reject his correction of their carnal displays of their spiritual gifts and the carnal directions that their services were taking and the apostle knew they would do so. And so the word for the willful involves the insistence of some in the church. You know, these folks are still around today. Notice what he said in verse 36. Came the word of God out from you, or came it unto you only? Have you ever met that one who thinks that he's the only one who has a word from God? Some men insist on being that one. Or in verse 37, if any man think himself to be a prophet or spiritual, some insist that they are the spiritual elite in the congregation. They're the only ones who's right with God. They're the only ones who can do right, be right, speak right, walk right, talk right. And so Paul says to the willful in the congregation, why don't you acknowledge that what I am writing, these things that I write unto you, 
They are the commandments of the Lord. Therefore, Paul is stating the authority for all that I have written is the Lord himself. And the force of what I have written is God's commanding authority. These are the commandments of the Lord, and therefore they should be obeyed. We should look to the commandments of the Lord and let it tame the willful. Let it temper the willful. I thank God for those who truly have a word from God. I thank God for those who are truly spiritual in their lives at home as well as at church. The insistence of some, though, needed to be corrected, and Paul did it here. But then he gives a word concerning the ignorance of some. But if any man be ignorant, let him be ignorant. If any man's going to refuse to receive this and just going to go on in his ignorance, Paul says, let him be ignorant. In other words, there are just some people who refuse to be taught. They are unteachable and therefore untouchable. You cannot help these kind of people. And Paul says, let him be ignorant. So we look now to the close of this chapter, and there should be a decent order in the service. Now, I am not sitting here in this chair preaching this message to you. And if you recall our last time together, I mentioned order in the churches and then oneness in the churches. Now, there are rules that should govern church services as given by the scriptures, but being a local, autonomous, and indigenous church self-governing, I'm not saying that everyone should get up and start their service in this way or that, sing three songs, sit down, take an offering, let the preacher preach for 35 minutes, and then have a congregational hymn at the end to close, give an invitation and all. I'm not telling you that we should do A, B, C, X, Y, Z, but under God's headship and under the pastor's leadership, as governed by the book, there should be a discernible order, a designated order, a devoted order, and this will lead to a decent order in the service. The right approach among the saints must be maintained. This is found in verse 39. He says, Wherefore, brethren, covet to prophesy and forbid not to speak with tongues. Again, brethren, keep this verse in its context and remember the timing of the first epistle of God to the church at Corinth. As Paul gave forth the truth of God to them, the sign gifts of tongues and prophesying were still in effect. They were still in operation. And so Paul says, now let's, let's have the right approach in our service. First of all, concerning your desires, brethren, covet to prophesy. Their desire should be to prophesy. But then he says, forbid not to speak with tongues. So there I would say, the right approach among the saints should be maintained concerning 
the dispensations of God's program. I do believe that dispensationalism can be taken way too far, as some men teach different ways of salvation through the different periods of time as God deals with man and his stewardship. That is not what I'm talking about. But understanding the dispensations of God's program throughout the history of humanity and the coming of Christ and God's eternal purpose as centering in the Lord Jesus Christ and His person and work at Calvary, if we would maintain that, most of the confusion today would be negligible. It would not even be here if men would just rightly divide the word of truth. And remember that when Paul said, Forbid not to speak with tongues, Remember who it is, where it is, and when it is that this verse was written. The right approach would give forth a decent order, but then the right arrangement in the service should be maintained. Verse number 40. Let all things be done decently and in order. Decency in the service leads to a dignity in the service, not a dead formality but emphasizing that an order in our services to reverence the eternal God who is clothed in majesty and is worthy of our praise and who deserves our humble worship, it would promote us as a people ascribing glory and honor unto Him and therefore magnifying the divine dignity of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly it is written. God's Word, every word, presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748. Or you can email us at bmarkcooley at gmail.com. And finally, Brethren, pray for us.